on this episode of the Auto Windbags, Brian Hoyer signs as the Raiders' backup quarterback. Is he actually going to back up or basically be a coach with a helmet? NFL executives hate Raiders free agency. A little lesson in NFL Media 101, Drew Rosenhaus fleeces the Raiders in the Darren Waller trade. And we love when you subscribe, rate, and comment on whatever platform you're listening on. All right, here we go. I got a dream of winning a Super Bowl. I got a dream of being in a Pro Bowl. I'm really not into dreams anymore, okay? I'm into the nightmares. There he is! Caught! Touchdown! Raiders! You're listening to the Autumn Windbags, an audio attack from the Silver and Black. Here are your windbags, RJ Clifford and Juan Soto. Yeah, it is another episode of the Autumn Windbags. RJ Clifford, Juan Soto, let's have some fun today. Uh, my job today is less kind of host and more counselor because Soto just went to the tax person, <laughs> which always, always turns your day around when you're a freelancer 1099er. When you're W2'd and you get that like that, you're like, oh, I'm going to get this much back this year. Hell yeah. But when you haven't really paid that much all year and you get that tax bill. Yeah, you and you and the cats might be a little thinner. Yeah, man, we're gonna, we're gonna tighten the belts up a notch or two, and I mean, it's it was a quite it was quite the experience. Mm -hmm. I sat back and I was just like, you know, because it's, it's family. My family does, you know, they have a tax place, and they I trust them and everything. And they're like, yeah, you owe this much. I'm like, fuck you, I too. <laughs> <laughs> it was wrong. You know what they say? Always mix money and family and trust. Nothing could ever go wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to send any uh, any super chat chats or anything, uh, Soto's it'll go way directly to my freaking it'll, tax uh, bill. It'll it'll go well. Sadly, it'll go straight to Uncle Sam, but it'll keep his cats from getting repoed, which we can all agree. They're gonna have to start happen. eating bread. Yeah, cheap bread. Let's try, and turn, water. let's try to turn this day around. Let's try to make it happy. All right. We'll figure it out. Question of the day. It'll be pinned now in the comment section. Very curious what you think. I'm heading to uh, Miami tonight. We're recording this Wednesday, taking the red eye to Miami, working uh, UFC 287. Awesome fight. Israel Adesanya, Alex yeah, Pereira, two or four, board. depending if you count their kickboxing matches or not. Great title fight. And it's in Miami. I've never been. And I can't imagine ever wanting to vacation there. So I would, the only time I would ever go there is for work. And so I'm thinking to myself, what's the best city in America you'd never vacation to? Because normally people think, like, oh, what's the best city in America? You're like, oh, I want Hawaii. New York, San Francisco. It's like, okay, like those are vacation spots. But what's the city in America you love that you don't ever vacation to? That's a different type of city. I mean, I love, love Atlanta. Okay. I think Atlanta is a great city. Never been there either. Man, you're missing out. I, I heard it's the most unique strip club city in America. Bro. Okay. So there was this chick, right? Huge freaking like huge ass huge titty freaking just in like atlanta i don't believe it this just this is weird not i mean a unicorn the, the hugest ass that i've ever seen not a ripple on that thing wow. just all beef mm -hmm. this beautiful black woman amazing she puts a horn in between her ass cheeks and starts twerking <laughs> and it goes honk 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 <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna have to put a couple of dollars out for that. I was I got I got seriously like shy, like, oh my god, <laughs> like it just freaking took me. No, I I wouldn't I wouldn't uh 
I could I would go there for fun, but it's it's a city that you just kind of like get in and out. Like you don't spend a lot of time in Atlanta. Not at least I wouldn't for what I what I would do. So there was um, when I was in New Orleans, some college buddies. It wasn't a bachelor party or anything. We just went to New Orleans. Um, that's not my city, by the way. I would definitely visit New Orleans just to vacation. But when I was in New Orleans, there was this. Uh, just a regular bar and they're just doing like a twerk off, right? You're in new Orleans. It's Saturday, right? It wasn't even Mardi Gras, but just new Orleans. Pop top. And same thing. Big ass black girl just built like a thoroughbred, right? Thick as shit. But it's just like, she like built like she was been on HGH the last 10 years. You know what I mean? Just, just a thoroughbred, right? I love exotic chicks, bro. I love something just different. Bro. And she's, you know, she's dancing, twerking, and I'm just having the time of my life watching. Right. Some random guy <laughs> is on the other side of the stage filming it, right? Filming the girl and got my reaction. And so afterwards, he's like, like the, the dancing is over. I'm like at the bar. The guy runs over me. He's like, hey, like not to be weird, not to be a creep or anything, but you got to see this video. And he was just filming the girl. And then he just like sees me in the background, zooms in on me. And I'm just like this. Just like pure existential joy not like jumping around like oh hell yeah not like just sitting there being all cool just like like a like a four-year-old that's meeting mickey mouse just oh god ah just so happy there reminds of, of a certain doctor friend of ours when we went to an adult establishment in the city of las vegas i don't know if you've been there and uh really? very very similar uh, dancer to what you're describing comes up mm-hmm. and he's He's like this. He's like at the stage like this. Yep. And then he goes, <laughs> he goes back over. And he was and he so does happy. the neck thing that you did too, like this. He does the, yes. like the, the lean like, forward. Just, yeah. You lean forward. Oh, you got to get a lean forward. So you get the pink eye. Yep. Uh, so my answer actually is neither of those cities. It's Chicago. Really? Ironically, terrible strip club city. Awful strip club city. So and I and I asked a cabbie why, when I was there, like, why are the strip clubs so awful in Chicago? Like, this is a big city, like a lot of beautiful women. He's like, the reason is because it's such a corrupt city, like the most corrupt city in America, full of great people, but tons of corruption. And they're like, the liquor licenses are like black market drugs out there. Like, you don't just like apply, and if you ever ducks in a row, you get it. It's like. You got to grease a lot to, of wheels. You got to grease. You know, you got to be a, in the mob. You got to know somebody. Like you got to pay somebody off. And so these strip clubs, few of them can only a handful of them have booze. And the ones that do charge whatever they want, and the, and most of them don't. So they can't make money on booze. So they like short the chicks. Like the establishment kind of blows because they're not, you know, those uh, those those bottles and those Coors Lights aren't. Funding Those everything else. are flowing like wine. Yeah. So it's like, so it's just, so that's the downside, but Chicago, great sports town, great people, great eating city. Um, when it's not winter, it's great walking around great town like that. Just, um, and I would never think in a million years and I still wouldn't to this day go to Chicago on vacation. But when I worked there, you know, every other year, every three years or so, I'm like, what's on the schedule this? Oh, Chicago. Fuck yeah, I can't wait. Gonna love it there. Get some deep dish. Yeah, I do some sausages. Mm-hmm. Sausage and pepper, that's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so, man, city. 
that's our question. Best city in America you'd never vacation to? Let us know. Comment section. I'll have a pin there for you. Very curious what you guys think. Uh, so the big news this week in uh, week four of free agency? It's four now, right? We're in the midst of week four? Something like that. Something like that? Who, who knows? A couple weeks away from the, from the draft. Uh, the big signing, Brian Hoyer. Backup quarterback. We got a quarterback battle in Las Vegas. No, Brian Hoyer's uh, like 38, something like that. 15-something years in the league. Uh, third Pats quarterback that McZiegler has signed over uh, over the course of their not even two years. You know, one 1.1 seasons in the league. Uh, two-year contract. I haven't seen um, contract details. We're recording this on a Wednesday afternoon. It Wednesday can't evening. be much. I can't imagine. It's a lot. Uh, two-year contract. I would have rather had Stidham in that role as a backup, but I also feel like Hoyer's going to be more like he's going to be more of like a coach with a helmet on than all right. We can count this guy if we're going on a run to to take us over, you know, to fill in if we need to take us on a run. I think he's more just like he's like all right, you're we, we want you to be a, an assistant, you know, offensive assistant coach, but you still want to play. It's like okay, we'll make you, we'll sign you as a quarterback to two years. It's it's a it's a deal where we're going to have a young quarterback on the team. It's going to happen. You want to have a guy who knows the system. Who, if we need him to go in there, he's not going to go in there and 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 pull a fucking Peterman on us and throw five picks. Yeah, like he's going to be able to just. He's not going to wow you. He's just going to you know he's going to be able to run the offense. Plus, he's also going to be able to teach a young quarterback. I don't know that that Stidham was going to be that guy to be that teacher. Yeah, because um, he's still making made a lot of mistakes last year. He didn't really have he didn't really have a lot of uh, game time, so it just makes sense, and it's all kind of pointing towards Raiders drafting a quarterback in some shape or fashion this year. Yeah, the Hoyer signing, and I again, I still would rather have Stidham because I still would rather with Jimmy Garoppolo as our starter have a backup that's proven that well, not proven, but you know, two games of like, hmm, this guy. Maybe there's something there. Let's give this guy a shot. I still would rather have that. But it is now making sense why they let Stidham walk when they're like, hey, we're just going to get Hoyer. He's going to be more of a coach than a you know, a guy that we can like lean on. Because with Stidham, there's like, I, I was willing to see, could this guy be our, our guy, right? Let's give him enough shots. Let's give him a shot. Let's see if he can be the well, I mean, they, they, Give him, they, give him they, the shot to be the guy. Hoyer, there's 0% chance of that. But now at least I get what they're doing, right? It's like, okay, it's... We want this quarterback to be, you know, three four three quarters coach, one quarter actual player. Yeah, the, the guys that are going to be in the quarterback room with the young quarterbacks um, are going to be guys that know the system. They're veterans. They've won games in the league, and they know how to prepare. Like they're they're professionals. They're gonna they're mm -hmm. gonna give give good habits. You love to give good habit, don't you? <laughs> I like to eat the half the habit. Eat good habit. Um, are we going to have like four quarterbacks on the roster? Does this mean Chase is going to be gone? Like, let's say, let's assume we draft a quarterback, right? Which is, I think, we're kind of probably like. There's a lot of again. It's so hard to tell all these pre-draft rumors because misinformation is getting spread on purpose. Mm -hmm. GMs don't want other GMs to know what they're thinking. Blah 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 blah. Like. Um, we're both in agreement. Trade down. You need volume, right? We just need 
we need bodies more than swing, you know, spending resources on that. But um, drafting a quarterback in the first round is a very, very real possibility for the Raiders. So that would be that would be four quarterbacks on the roster. A lot of teams only keep two. Yeah, honestly, I mean, on the active roster, you could probably just not keep them active. But um, I think that they're just going to battle it out. If Garbers goes in there and, you know, second year in the system, picks it up a little bit better, and he beats out Hoyer, I think Hoyer's, you know, not long for this world. I haven't even looked up most important part of Raider quarterbacks that we get into every time. This chick? I haven't even looked it up. How dare you? Now, do I? Do we want him to start? Hmm. Uh-oh. Interesting. I mean, oh wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean that's, a, that's an NFL, that's an NFL quarterback's wife right there. It's no Mrs. Stidham. It's no whatever porn star Garoppolo's banging. Bro, but, look at me. Look I at mean, me. She, I I would. I'm not. Not throw her out of bed for eating crackers, man. No, like but maybe it's just a really good shot of her too. She's kind of just kind of a, a normal. Is she a? Was she like a college, like a college girlfriend or something that just like stuck it out? Good for him. She cleans up nice, you know. Whatever. Yeah. Good for you, okay. Brian Hoyer. Good right. for goddamn you. Yep. So now, now, now I know I'm not rooting for Jimmy Garoppolo to get hurt to see Mrs. Hoyer on the, in the uh, in the owner's box. Good. Glad I got that out of the way. I'm glad your priorities are straight. I got I got everything figured out. All right. So um I would say, what do you think? 90% of free agency is done for most teams in the NFL. I mean, there's a couple big big names out there, but I mean Yeah, I'd say about 80. There's still there's still 80. some movement gonna be done because you okay. you have you have the post draft free agency, then you have like the cut down free agency when like people start getting cut from teams. Well, that's what I mean. Like Guys, you'd start hoarding to get into the cut down pre-draft. Well, anyway, the, the draft is in two weeks, which starts a whole new cycle. But uh-huh. um, you know, we're you know the the bulk of the work is behind us, and so that's enough time for um, well, that's plenty of time for a lot of media outlets to start looking up. Hey, how's uh, how are these guys doing? How's the the Pats doing? How's the Dolphins doing? Let's start grading everybody. And so the athletic, which again, one of my best places to go, one of my favorite places to go for, for the NFL, specifically the Raiders coverage, obviously, um, gave out their kind of, they had uh, executives, NFL executives kind of say, Hey, what do you, what do you think of this team? What do you, how do you think they did, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, it's not too nice, not too, uh, flattering, but, uh, before they say anything, how much can you really, uh, take into consideration what they say when they don't know how to do regular alphabetical order, Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Rams, Los Angeles Chargers, Kansas city chiefs, K L O L O L A. (laughs) Yeah. That shouldn't see. I was, I was the, I was the editor in chief of tap out magazine. 15 years ago, however, you know, however, forever lifetime ago. So little things like that still get me buggy little tiny. They're like, Oh, you don't even know alphabetical order. And I'm supposed to take what this executive says to heart. Okay. That editor needs a strong talking to. Okay. Anyway, that is behind us. I'm not gonna read the whole thing, but there's enough stuff to, 
there's two big points I want to get to. I'm very curious what you think. Uh, the Raiders have pointed to new quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo's leadership and winning history is the reason they pursued him. But Garoppolo is coming from a 49ers franchise that ranked ninth in combined EPA on defense and special teams during his time with San Francisco to a Raiders team that is ranked 32nd over that span. We are very aware. Thank you, Athletic. It'll be interesting to see how they protect Jimmy because it won't be outside zone and play actions off of it, which protected him in San, in San Francisco. Not to mention the line... While, while it improved over the season, still a bottom half type of unit with the most injury-prone quarterback in football. How worried are you? Do you follow this executive's worry that protecting Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be a major problem? There's not an obvious plan to do it. Um, I'm not so much worried about there not being a plan. I think it's it's a worry for any for More execution any and plan. Yeah, it's just it's just it's just a worry in general yeah. when you know these starting quarterbacks take up so much of your cap, and it's like you want to spend money on a backup quarterback, but you really don't because you have so many other needs. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's just a worry no matter what. I think we've been spoiled that Derek Carr, for all his warts and whatever, he he was there almost every game. Uh, he missed three starts in nine seasons. Yeah. Which he would have played better than the ones that he did play in, but um, zing, uh, you know Jimmy G, four time Pro Bowler, yeah, yeah. How many four times, times. he voted in? Four times. How many times, times. he voted in? No, no, once. No, I think He's there, I man. Think, I he took he was, office. How many times was he voted in? I think Five. one time. I think but one he, time he abstained. He abstained one time. Yeah, he abstained from a lot of things like winning. So um, it's just it's 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 a an issue no matter who you are, no matter what team you are. As far don't, as don't injury, downgrade it, man. This is know. like we have the most injury prone quarterback in football and an above average line or a, a below average line. Like this isn't just like you're always no, worried. I'm, not like, saying this that. I'm saying it's it's a worry for all for all teams. So I don't see I don't see that being a, 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 a like a crazy issue that other teams don't think about. Every team has to worry about keeping their quarterback healthy. I don't think there's a single team in the NFL that has to worry about that more than the Raiders because we have the most injury prone quarterback in football and a below average line. Like that's that, 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 that should be Josh McDaniels. One of his major things to major concerns when he's scheming up this next season's offense. And I'm sure it is. I'm sure that's gotta be, it's gotta be. I mean, it's the the thing I I can't think of what is there another team with more injury concern for their quarterback? I think the injury concern for every team is at the highest level. I think that is their main concern, except if you're Baltimore, you don't really give a shit. You're just running quarterback dives and freaking quarterback sweeps left and right. You don't give a shit about freaking Lamar Jackson getting hurt, but that's a, that's a cop-out answer, man. It's, I'm not trying to, for it to be a cop-out answer. There's, there's I think, different, I think, there's different I think levels of worry, me right? To agree with you. And you want me to, to, to say negative things about Jimmy G what I'm saying is the the issues, the issue of getting your starting quarterback hurt is a dire issue for every NFL franchise because I don't know if of any NFL backup quarterback that's going to go in there and do half as good a job as the starter. Is there a single team in the NFL that's more dire in this situation than the Raiders? I think I would say no. 
if, if you want it to be, okay, we're half a percentage point more dire than everybody else. But everyone else is the same thing. Do you see any top teams freaking winning a bunch of games with their backup quarterback? No, but my point being like there's when you have a really durable quarterback or like a really young quarterback or a really great offensive line. Does that mean you, you, really, you, you that take means, less time protecting them? Or, yeah, or and then you can say them? like then you can say, okay, uh, we can have our tight man. end run. We can have our tight end run a route instead of blocking. We can have our running back run a route instead of blocking. Like that's a much, much bigger issue for the Raiders than I would say every other team. Again, you're not reckless. No team is reckless with their quarterback, but when you got a guy that's only played one full season and because of injury, you need to address that. Like you need to change your offense to address that. And that's, that's gonna in some ways handcuff our offense. And it should, because that's what we signed up for with Jimmy Garoppolo. And that's why, and, and luckily it sounds, it's feeling like, um, you know, we're building an offense that can do that three-step drop, get the ball out to a playmaker, right? Mm-hmm. Devontae's going to get open right away. Hunter's going to get open right away. Jacoby's open shit up, hand it off to the leading rusher in football, right? Like we've got an off, we got an off, we got skill players that can hopefully do that. So that that's kind of my point, right? Is like that truly is an issue to answer that executive question. I don't know how they're going to do that. I'm thinking it's three-step drop, get it to your playmaker, keep Garoppolo from Short, shattering any passes, which is yeah. what he's good at, which is what he does. Um isn't it a concern? Of course it's a concern, but it's a concern that goes beyond the durability of your quarterback. It's just mm-hmm. a concern in general. The other thing that he brought up, um, this is the executive quoted, anonymous executive. The Raiders have been building for so long, tearing it down with each new regime. This is a team that had Derek Carr and Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. John Gruden came in, wanted his guys. Josh McDaniel came in. Now he wants his guys. Maybe they should have a coach. We can work with the guys they've got. Now, Darren Waller is gone too. And this is the big zinger. And this is when they made all the headlines. They want familiarity, but they have downgraded in every way. It definitely does feel like they're going familiarity over pure talent, which in general is smart, right? Like if you can build, like no team can afford the best of the best in every position. It's a salary cap, right? You just can't do it. So you're like, okay. These guys are a lot cheaper because they're terrible at X, but they're really good at Y. I've seen a bunch of guys that are great at Y. They can be terrible at X, Z, A, and B. I just need guys great at Y, right? We can get those guys cheap, and I can do the system around it. So I understand what's happening. But if that's the case, then the system has to be phenomenal. If you're saying we don't need, we can we can let talent go to save money by getting the exact puzzle pieces to the puzzle we're building. I, I, I think what this unnamed exec is missing is this regime tried with the old players. Mm-hmm. And I, I had a, I had a, a, a live that I, I, I documented where JMD did a, adjust his system by throwing the ball deeper and calling for more deep shots. And he don't normally do that. Mm-hmm. So he did try to do a little bit things that are more suited to what the players on the team were more comfortable with or were, were comfortable with doing. Yeah. So they, they did run it back. They tried. Waller showed that he was unreliable, injury prone, and just not producing the way that he's 
you know, there's that. Derek Carr showed, you know, whoever you want to blame. He just he didn't have a good year, and that was like a year for him to show that, hey, I can get this done, and he didn't. Um, those are two of the big moves. I, Jimmy G is not a long-term answer for us, but you need to have something in there because you have Devontae Adams, two more years under contract. You just want to waste it. You have two years this year and next year where you can franchise Josh Jacobs do you want to waste it and just, just okay, we're gonna tear everything down and we're gonna just get a rookie in there and see what happens? No, like you wanna have you wanna bring a, a guy along. That's his that's his philosophy. Let's bring a, a young guy in and let's bring him along the, 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 the right way, if you want to call it that. So it's not like they're just bringing in their own guys just to bring their own guys. They're not trying, they're not signing them to five-year deals. They're not breaking the bank for these guys. They're bringing the guys in on very modest deals because they want to build, but they also want to give themselves a chance to win now, mm-hmm. which is one of the issues that we had last year or last week where you're like, no, a teardown is you tear everything down. No, not necessarily. You have a good offense, and if you want to try to win now, yeah, do what you can to, to, to build up that offense to give yourself a chance to win, but you want to build long-term defensively so, you, so it can catch up to your offense. And unfortunately – we don't have a lot of depth there. Um, you know, there's a, a lot of things that the issue that we're having that a lot of people aren't talking about. And I, I try to talk about it a little bit, but I just, you know, I get scatterbrained sometimes and I forget to talk about it. But when when JMD and, and when Mick Ziggler took over, right, they didn't take over a team that was underperforming, which is what normally coaches get fired for. Mm-hmm. We're paying this money for these players, and you have these guys, and you're underperforming. We had a team that gro- grossly overperformed. Certain circumstances, they overperformed. There was some fortunate things to happen here and there. So that team that goes back down to earth, plus you have key players that don't play well, yeah, it's going to be an issue. Now, it, does that absolve them from any wrongdoing? Of course not. But you, when you're talking about in the in the scheme of you know, these first-year coaches did really well. How come we couldn't do well? Well, because those teams have a lot of talent, and they underperformed, and that's why those coaches were gone. Those teams are – you're telling me that the, the Vikings don't have more talent? We do, the Vikings have tremendous talent all over the place, offensively and defensively. Now, defensively, they didn't play great, but they won the way we were supposed to win, by outscoring other teams, right? You have the Dolphins – who were talented but underperformed, got rid of their old, you know, old uh, head coach, and a new co- coach came in that had a more talented team. So it's not apples to apples. It's it's a different situation. You look at it from the outset. Oh yeah, ten wins to six wins. Yeah, great, but it's not the same thing. Do you uh, do you agree with the execs? They've downgraded in every way. Um, talent wise, maybe. I, I think talent. I also think they haven't touched as many parts of the roster to downgrade. I think when they touch, make a big touch, it downgrades. But they haven't touched as many parts of the roster, like um, tight end, right? Downgraded, but you had to make that move, right? Darren Waller had to go. Um, yeah, but like, but again, you're looking at what? What, what are you looking at downgrade wise? Like production? Because I, I, I think production over talent any day. Well. 
like talent and potential or like what what it should be, right? Because obviously last season was awful for Waller, but that was abnormally terrible. Like he's not. You also that have to bad. project too. You have to project too. This guy is not showing you he's bought in. He's injured the last couple of years. He's not doing what he needs to do to get back on the field. Even then, he's still well, outproducing the two tight ends we signed, right? So it's like even then, like it's not like we've replaced Waller with oh this guy's been so consistent for us. Like we we downgraded, right? Hopefully, you know, for the we had to. Right, got a third rounder, couldn't pay 17 mil. So, like, wasn't the wrong move. But as far as just black and white, have we downgraded? We more or less have. We just haven't touched giant parts of the roster. Like, running back, we didn't downgrade. We didn't touch it. Uh, wide receiver, we didn't downgrade. We added Jacoby Myers. We upgraded. Uh, uh, upgraded. Uh, o line, we haven't touched it. So, it didn't upgrade or downgrade. D line, downgrade ish, lost some defensive tackles. But so I think, like, technically, I can say like the big moves feel like downgrades, right? Losing Darren Waller, signing Jimmy Garoppolo. It's it, like the big swings felt like downgrades, but the roster just hasn't been touched enough to be like, whoa, it's just sweeping downgrades. But that's, and, and that's the thing is if you want to look at it from a player by player, like this player is better than this player. Yes. That's a downgrade. This player is better than this player, but that's not how football works, man. It's how are you going to play? Yeah. You're more talented, but can you do what we're asking you to do? Can you do what the system is asking you to do? Can you do what the offense the is asking you to do? That's always saying great players play great. Like, you got to get great players. It's the players. You're always yes. saying that. Yes, and, and we saying- have great players on offense. We have great players on offense. And and, and I, do I want players? Do I want players? Of course I do. We have players on offense. Now we need some players on defense. We have one. Now we need more. But the thing is, it's like you can be a player, but if you're not on the field, and when you're on the field, you're dropping balls and not being productive, and you're not doing what you have to do to get back on the field, then you're not a player. Give me a third rounder. So I don't know why I enjoy this talk. I, I, I don't, I always feel like media beefs is the biggest overblown thing to talk about because it's like the stakes are so low. Like if two Raiders beat writers are like in like a squabble, like what's the best case scenario? They're mean to each other on Twitter. Like, yeah, they talk shit. Like, is that, is that, like, like, that's really it. Like, okay, cool. Like, it's just not interesting. But I always feel it, but like, y'all love it for whatever reason. And love two, it. I also feel like just kind of like a media 100, like media 101 lesson every now and then is important because we're in a unique space, right? We're, we're like YouTube creators, right? I hate the term because it feels like we're just like making shit for the sake of making shit. We have stuff that we really want to say. We hope you guys really enjoy listening to it. But, there's like so many different roles in media, right? If anyone says like the media and refers to like everybody, they're trying to sell you something or they're dumb, right? The, the media is so different. There's YouTube creators, there's tape guys, there's beat writers, there's television analysts, there's broadcasters, there's our, our homie Raiders posts who just makes funny memes and shit constantly, right? There's all sorts of like things under media, right? And being any one of those is fine as long as you're good at it. Unless you know, unless you're just like trolling people or lying or whatever. Like, there's a role for all of that. And so, uh, I really liked this back and forth. Uh, Vic Tafer of the Athletic reported that because of everything that happened with defensive lineman Jalen Carter at Georgia, the incident, obviously with Henry Ruggs two seasons ago, he did report that the Raiders have crossed off. Jalen Carter as potentially being our number seven pick. He makes that report 
And then he subtweets this when NFL Rumors uh, tweeted about the report. I wrote that Carter wasn't an option for them at number seven. Team will likely have someone write a rebuttal soon. When I saw this, I chuckled because it made no sense for the Raiders to want the other 31 teams to know that they're not going to draft Jalen Carter, right? Like you don't, you know, you don't want people to know that, right? You don't want any team to know any of your plans in the draft ever at all. And so when Vic Tafer made that report, I was like, oh, Raiders can't be happy. If the report's true, Raiders can't be happy that it's out there. And so Vic Tafer kind of tongue in cheek tweets this out. Team will likely have someone write a rebuttal soon. You know how long soon was? Seconds. Six minutes. <laughs> it was literally six minutes later. March 30th. This was last week. 5.49 p.m. Vinny Boxing Nori tweets 5.55 p.m. Six minutes later. Vinny Boxing Nori tweets out, just spoke to Josh McDaniels and he reiterated what he told reporters about Jalen Carter on Monday. Contrary to a recent report, the Raiders are doing their due diligence on Carter who remains on their draft board. Carter will meet with Raiders as one of their 30 visits in April. I love this back and forth. This is the part that's interesting to me. Not because they're emotional with each other. Vinny and Vic are both pros. Not that they're like backbiting each other, but it shows where each one of their roles are. Vic Tafer is an independent beat writer. Um, he doesn't get a lot of scoops because he doesn't really do those kind of favors for the Raiders. He tries to be as independent as possible. And it hurts him a little bit that he doesn't get favors, but it helps him that we can rely on him to be pretty independent. You're like, all right, this doesn't, this probably isn't Raiders propaganda. It's probably what he really found. And I can, understand that and be like, okay, I can look at it that way. Vinny Boxignori is deeply in bed with the Raiders. When they want something, when he says something, it's what the Raiders want to be out there. Again, doesn't make him good or bad. I know that, oh, wow, he gets a lot of scoops. Like, okay, wow, Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, Mark Davis, Raiders executives, they want this out there. Okay, good, cool. But I also know that, all right, he's often just taking dictation from the Raiders and maybe have to read between the lines. Again, Neither one of them good, neither one of them bad. But in this world where there's so much media available to us, so much access to all sorts of different types of information, it's up to us as individuals to parse through it. And this was just a great example, Soto, of you're just a purely independent writer and a guy who has the ear of an organization and why, and we know exactly why they're giving conflicting reports. Vic Tafer found something out. The Raiders didn't want it out. They had Vinny write a rebuttal. That's assuming that what Vic said is true. Well, if it wasn't true, then why would the Raiders have Vinny tweet out a rebuttal six minutes later? Because Vinny hit him up and said, hey, man, this, this is what's out there. What's true? Is it true or not? I mean, I'm saying I don't believe any of it. This is lying season. I don't believe any of it. When, when it comes to the actual, are we going to draft Jalen Carter? You're like all this, whatever, <laughs> like this whole thing. I do believe I Vic mean, was told by someone because he's, he's not going to just make it up. Okay. But do I believe that he's off the board? No, I don't believe it. I think that 
Vic touched on something that happened internally because I would never even we wouldn't even mention this story this show. Oh, Vic Tafer reports that the Raiders are out on Jalen Carter. Like we won't even touch that. Like it's just one of a million rumors yeah, out it's there. Nonsense! It's nonsense. Never, never would have even bothered our time with it until Vinny Boxinori basically confirmed the report by being the guy who had to jump in six minutes later and write a rebuttal on behalf of the Raiders. I didn't care about. I I, I didn't think true or false from, is that, from is Tafer's that report, report until Vinny tweeted it. To me, to me, it does. Okay. I don't believe any of it. Do I believe that Vic was told? Yes. Do I believe Vinny was told what he was told? Yes. Do I believe they're out on him? No. Um, did you see uh, Drew Rosenhaus on uh, Pat McAfee? I did not. You did not. Okay, good. It'll be uh, your first time watching it. So Drew Rosenhaus is, um, you know, super agent and agent, uh, agent for former Raiders superstar tight end Darren Waller. And we've been back and forth on Wall, you know, um, what a bummer that we signed him, you know, early and you know, gave him, paid him early. All that money went to waste last season. All the drama that happened with him internally had to move on from him. Only got a third, but we had to do it, right? We just, he just could not be in the hindsight. It doesn't look so bad from when you all that stuff you're coming out. I'm like, well, well, until you hear Rosenhaus talk about it, here's, uh, here's the super agent on Pat McAfee. I think it was, Tuesday. Take a listen. The Raiders were in negotiations last year to trade Darren. Darren was very nearly traded last offseason. And uh, so that relationship. Well, um, I, I think the Packers and the Dolphins were very interested in Darren at that time. You think? But the trade, <laughs> the trade didn't happen. The Raiders pulled back, I think, right before those deals could get done. Now, with that being said, Pat, Darren did sign a contract last last offseason, right before the season started, correct myself, where he became the highest paid tight end. So much, much respect to the Raiders for doing that. Darren had two years left on his deal, and they made him the highest paid tight end in NFL history. After that shopping. After shopping him. That's a good deal. Hey, Drew. Yeah. Yeah. That's not yeah, easy. It deal. worked out. <laughs> like, Rosenhaus knows what he's doing. Right, he's coming on there. He's like, "Hey, great job, Raiders! Hey, Darren Waller's gonna be awesome." And he spent the next like five minutes talking about how great Darren Waller is and how cool his podcast is and his music and all that shit. Right? We don't care about that. His music but that's is awful, by the way. Huh? His music is awful. You've, you've mentioned that. I haven't. I haven't worked up the courage to do it. I feel like it's like looking up like an ex's like old Instagram stories. It's like I don't want to be that guy. But uh, that's Drew Rosenhaus doing a polite victory lap on the Raiders. It's like. You guys were shopping him. You were willing to trade, like to to lose him, to like have him play somewhere else, and then gave him the biggest tight end deal in NFL history, with two years left on his contract. Like we agree that they paid him way too early, and that's what kind of dug this hole where we had to bail on him for a third rounder. Like the way Rosenhaus made it sound. I can hear it. I can hear the wheels in his head turning. He's like, look, I want every player who's listening to this to know what I'm capable of. This franchise was going to try to not get rid of maybe, you know, but they were going, they were very willing to part ways with Darren Waller. And then they, I got them to give my client the best contract ever for the position 
two years early or definitely one year early with two years left on the contract. Like that's Rosenhaus doing a fucking victory lap on the Raiders, but doing it very politely. Good job Raiders. Like congrats. You know, you did the right thing by paying him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if you're, if your head's in the sand and you're just a kind of a fly by night fan and don't know what's going on, that would seem like it's the case, but it's definitely not the case. Well, what part? I mean, fucking JMD and 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 uh, and Mick Z- and and Mick Ziggler wasn't shopping Waller before they signed him. That was Gruden and them. That was Mayock. That wasn't. No, that he wasn't said Mick he Ziggler. said this was last off season when when um when McDaniel's was already out when McDaniel's and Ziggler already signed. Uh, I don't know, man. I think it was the season before. I didn't. I didn't cut it. I didn't for time. I didn't want it to be a four minute clip. But he said. Last off se- at the uh, at the beginning of la- or at the end of last off season, like I can look up the whole thing if you need to. It was definitely yeah. at the beginning of last off season. Okay, because he got so, signed just very shortly after that trade stuff on that time. That's that that's what he does. Let let him do his thing. So I, when I, I say I don't, get, I don't get see I, the thing is I don't know I I because I, I don't consider myself a media guy. I don't think I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. like a media guy. I, I make content and I give my opinion and that's it. The, none of this stuff really registers to me. I know like you really get geeked about it, and none of it registers to me whatsoever. Well, this part does because when I say things like, "Yeah, I, I'm worried that Dave Ziegler is in over his head," like I'm kind of concerned about that. Not trying to get rid of him, not trying to fire him. Just looking at what he's done in one season and one and a half off seasons. This looked bad before I saw this Rosenhaus interview. Like, yeah, we paid him a season early and, and, and a bit us in the ass. And then hearing his perspective of it where like, yeah, they had a, they had trades just about ready, backed out, paid him a shit ton. And then only got a third for him a season later. This isn't me being a hater, being negative. Dave Ziegler is, as a Raider has a track record as the Raiders GM. That's not great. Not saying he can't turn it around. God, I hope he does. First year as a GM, going to take some lumps probably, right? But his track record hasn't been great. And this isn't me being negative Nancy about it. It's looking at each transaction he's doing and saying, these are a lot of screw-ups. These are a lot of of rough rough moves. And this was probably the worst one. So... I listened to uh, Mike Tannenbaum a lot, former GM for a mm-hmm. couple different places, works for ESPN. Great football name. Yeah, right? Great he, football name. He says, and he said it a bunch of times, you send feelers out for teams, for players, all the time. Mm-hmm. Players that you wouldn't think that you would want to trade. Uh, so is it possible that they're just – is it possible that they were trying to get rid of Darren Waller before the season started in the, in the off season? Was it possible? Yeah, it's possible. Mm-hmm. Is it also possible that they were just seeing what they can get for him? Window shopping, window shopping him. That's also very possible because people, a player's better than Darren Waller, more higher profile than Darren Waller. That happens too. And Mike Tannenbaum has said it out of his own mouth. Mm-hmm. That happens all the time that you just want to see what you can get. And, uh, I just don't pay it. Just if you want to, if if you want it to be a big deal, if you want to use it against someone to make it, oh, this is a mistake. If you want to use it that way, 
you could definitely use it that way. Does that necessarily mean that it's so? No. I want to know what our brand new GM, who's never been a GM before, has got. And the only way you do that is by results, right? What has he done? How's it played out? What's he paid? This is important. This is very important. We were saying like, all right, what do we make of Dave Ziegler? Well, track record, like this was bad. Let's say it's best case. Let's say it's what you said, Soto. Absolute best case scenario. Best case scenario is at the rate that Ziegler and McDaniels were just like, let's just see what we can get for Waller. We're not going to move on. Let's just see what we can get. All right, cool. If we get now wild, we, we get wild, right? Yeah. Now, now we know. Uh, yeah. If someone thinks it's an offer we can't refuse, okay, we'll move on. But we're really not that interested. Let's say that that's the best case scenario. They still paid him at least a season early. And then it all fell off. No, I, 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 I agree that was season, a mistake. Right? Yeah. So mistake. even best case scenario, this was a bad look for Ziegler. If it was average or worst case scenario, it's a terrible look for Ziegler. And all I'm doing is I'm remembering all the transactions of this regime so we can grade them as we go. Okay. And this so is now, an important part. Maybe one what, of the I would like, what I would like you to do is say two positive things that he's done because you say you're not super negative. So give me two positive things that he's done. You didn't fuck up Devontae Adams. Up, uh, up, uh, up. Uh, no, he... that's a double negative. No, positive thing. What did he do positive? Not what did he not do negative? Well, that's a big one, right? Because well, Devontae I mean, did he do positive. What not, it's not what did he not do I like, negative? I like the Hunter Renfro signing. I know you okay. don't. Okay. I like the Hunter Renfro signing. I think okay. he was fairly paid. Okay. We locked him up. Young player. Could do a lot of things. Okay. I like that one. Um, I think the I think the price on Garoppolo is okay is is about as i think we did okay i think he could have i think the, i think the timing of garoppolo was the biggest one he didn't he didn't wait too late right he didn't, he didn't move right away right and uh like when there's like desperate teams and they're waiting for big money he didn't yeah. wait too late when quarterbacks started disappearing um yeah, although it did kind of feel like that freaking price goes yeah yeah although i you know i think jimmy g and the rate and mcdaniels knew that like look we're better together than this is the best spot this is you the best I mean? landing like, spot for me yeah, yeah. Because honestly, um, like I don't think but Jimmy, but what are you what are your two favorite? Um Ziegler, Ziegler he, they, they drafted one of the best five offensive linemen in the third round. One of the best five he, guards, I think, wasn't it? It was one of the best five rookie guards. No, he made he made the he made the the um all pro rookie team. Yeah, as a guard. As a guard. As, yeah. Well, one of the best five guards. You said linemen, but guards. Well, yeah, when he was one of the top five, he was starting yeah. in the starting five. Uh, he he did that. Uh, I think the he to get for for what these receivers are making now to get Jacoby Myers for eleven mil a year, and that was pretty good. I don't like the I don't like the Jacoby Myers price. I think it's not it's not, it's not atrocious. It's not I a don't game break. I don't think that you know his game. I haven't seen him play. I've seen him play as much as you have. Uh, I've, I I I went back and watched him. And I, what did I've you What him. did you say at the start of free agency? If they get another pass catcher, I'm going to lose my shit. And they no, that Jacoby was after, Myers they, like, after they got Jacoby Myers. I know why they got Jacoby Myers because a couple, like two days later they traded away Darren Waller. What I've been saying that he's he was the replacement for Darren Waller. They were going to get rid of Darren Waller, so they signed up Jacoby Myers, and he's going to take that role. Because mm-hmm. was Darren Waller really a tight end? No, he was a slot receiver. That's what he was. Yeah, it was a six foot six gazelle. What he was. I mean, when, when he wanted to play again, you're going talent over production. 
two years in a no, row. No, I'm not saying I'm saying he had to go. I'm just saying. No, but yeah, I know he what you're playing. saying, but that's so when you want to say that to kind of tilt the narrative that way. I'm saying he didn't so, produce that way. Okay, so uh, a third round guard and an eleven million dollar wide receiver is his two best moves. I'm gonna say his two his best moves. I just told two good moves. Well, what are his two best? I asked you his, his two best. Are there two better? Uh, did I ask you for his two best, or I just say two good things? Well, I asked you a different question. Because you're like, you're like, you're the like you're the, the expert I like on it, right? The Devonte Adams deal. I, I like getting you know. You, you and I could have done the Devonte Adams deal. Devonte did the Devonte Adams deal. All right, then we can just he, move he didn't on. Fuck then. it up is what if, if, if you're just if you're just gonna do that, then then there's no. You don't think that's the truth? No, there's no, the truth? there's no point in me saying anything if if you're going to just dismiss things and 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 position it as fact. Yes, we you yeah, or I could have done argument. done the Devontae Adams. Deal. Excellent. Yeah. Yes, you, we could have done that, and we could have paid him and then all done done the, the contract the right way and all that yes. stuff. Yeah, we could have done all that. Absolutely, stuff, for sure. Because Devontae did the work. Okay. Uh, ready for some Raiders news? Sure, man. If you want to figure whatever bullshit you're gonna you know, twist down, you get your feelings this early. Not even. I'm to, not getting uh, my feelings. I'm just getting pissed off because you're. You're trying to play that role that you're Mr. Freaking like I'm in the middle, but you're just totally not. You're just being a freaking hater, but go ahead. I'm being a hater. Yeah, you're, you're saying being a you're hater. saying you're saying Ziegler's doing a good job as GM. I didn't say that. I'm That's saying what I'm how I'm, am I being a hater? But all I've done is whoa, point whoa, out things he screwed up and that. you've agreed with them. We're not gonna we're not gonna play victim, RJ. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna go to the whoa, what am I doing? You know exactly what you're doing. And I'm not going to blow up about it. I'm you know pointing exactly out doing. the you're errors picking, that Ziegler has made. And, and you're like, oh, he's a hater. He's no, a hater no, no, no. for pointing out mistakes he's made. No, no, no. That's no, exactly no. what you're doing. What I'm saying is, no, that's not exactly what I'm doing. Now, let's clarify. What I'm okay. doing is, if you're going to present yourself as being objective, you have to look at things objectively. Now, if you're going to look at things objectively, but only talk about the negative, that's being a hater. And that's what you're doing. I've pointed out the positives. No, no, no. Not that no, many. No. You were asked about the positive. So when you because if the I negatives have go, drastically outweighed the positive. RJ, if if I would have let it go, the only thing you talk about is the negative that this regime has done. If I let it go, unless I bring up this positive story things, is a negative story, and so it's yeah. There's going to be a negative no, slant story, to it when you overpay a tight okay, end a season if early. If you're Presenting yourself as being objective isn't your job to bring some objectivity to that. When they do something good, we talk about it. All right. When they do something, when when they signed Jimmy Garoppolo, was I Mister Negative? Oh, this is stupid. Oh, this is awful. Oh, this. I'm a hater. I'm gonna find a way to shit on this deal. No, I was like, yeah, he's a guy. We were both exactly on the same page with Jimmy G. Okay, we you know pretty decent price. We know where his ceiling is. Fingers crossed, he doesn't get hurt. It made sense. With uh, we were exactly on the same page on the biggest deal he did this offseason. We were exactly the same. So don't except, say I no, always no. bring up the negative when we were in lockstep with the biggest signing this offseason. Except you would always handcuff that with what's what are they doing with the defense? Yeah, that's that is a okay, that so should thing is, that is, should is be your, a major question your, all offseason. Okay, right. So 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 what I'm saying is. Even when you do bring up a positive, you find a way to tie it into a negative. When we do a Jimmy Garoppolo segment, when he's when he's right, signed, go I'm back not asking you to defend yourself because there's no defense here. Because you're not remembering you what, what happened. When we did the Jimmy Garoppolo signing, 
we were like, oh, we were in lockstep with each other. Like, okay, yes. now let's move on. Free agency is still happening. What are we doing about the defense? Not a lot. That is an issue. Like, yeah, we're covering the entire team. And honestly, and you, you know, and you can acknowledge this as much as anybody, there's a lot of negative to talk about with this team, right? You say it all the time. There's nothing going on defensively outside of double X. Right? I never said that. You're putting words in my mouth. Okay. There, I never said there's nothing going on defensively. What I'm saying you is- You said there's one guy. You said and where you, we, you, your exact words were there's one guy. Where we disagree is, I think, and, and this is what I, what I see a lot, is when somebody doesn't agree with something, they don't look for the logic in that. They just say, that's trash. That's terrible. That's bad. So you may not agree- with what they're the their plan and what they're doing defensively, it doesn't mean it's bad. It doesn't mean it's trash. You just don't agree with it. I don't like that their offense and defense are on different, completely different trajectories. Now, if they're going that's long, what they were games, given, man. that's what that's what Gruden gave them. No, well, yes. yeah, Gruden, Gruden gave them shit, but they've also not done anything so far. They've signed a quarterback. They've signed a, a semi-expensive wide receiver. They made no splashes on defense. Gruden right? has showed you that you're not going to build a, a sustainable Gruden's defense. Gone. You can't. You, you can wait, stop wait, wait, blaming no, Gruden I'm not, on, on their moves. What I'm saying is learn from the mistakes. They, he showed you that paying high price is not going to take care of your depth. Paying for pieces here and there are not going to take care of your depth. He tried that. He, he, then why he, they he signed Chandler Jones to a giant deal? That was a fucking mistake. You're not going to hit on everything, but I, I mean, I agree with you. That was a mistake. And, and are they, do, are they is, doing that this year? Is the is the really really big swings? First of all, like they they've been mostly pretty bad, right? Mostly mostly pretty bad. The big swings. What big swings have they taken? The uh, well, like Chandler Jones, okay. and then. Uh, losing car for nothing, losing wall, like paying Waller way too early, getting very little for him. Okay, I like so to Renfro everything. I mean, big swings is like, the, we're talking about free agency here about making moves free agent wise. Well, how many, how many big free agents have they signed? Chandler, Jacoby. It's Jacoby. That Jimmy big? G, right. Oh, like who's bigger. Chandler, Jimmy G and Jacoby. The NFL. Or are we talking about what we've done? Well, what we've done. I mean, okay, the three it biggest. Be, are, it would be Chandler, uh, yeah, Chandler Jimmy, Jimmy G, and Jacoby. I mean, we we locked in Max Crosby to what looks like to be a pretty good deal now. Well, well free agents, free agents. Yeah, I like. Okay. Yeah, the Max. Okay, there. That's a good one. I think we had to pay Max. What was what's Max? Top four highest paid. Through, he's like he's three or four. after this off season, he may not be in the top five anymore. Yeah, his deal was fine. Yeah, like that. Very that's fair. That, that's what that's what it costs to have. That a guy, that guy. I mean, you're talking about yeah. probably what, there you the go. That's a most important position in the hundred percent. You had it was uh it was a positive, you know, not a what I'm trying to say deal, is, but it was good. You're 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 more negative than you think, maybe, and you're not as objective as you're trying to portray yourself being. The positives are really hard to find on this team right now. From because the team is bad, Boston man. Building. But and, again, what do I always say? It's not where are you, it's where are you. Where are you uh, projecting to go? Where's your trajectory? Are, Look, are, is there is there is there, is there are we getting built? And it's just the 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 bulk of the moves just haven't been great, and the biggest ones generally have have been more bad than good. 
fair? Oh, the, the big, the big, the big ones. Yeah, because the thing is, you're, you're looking at like uh, Chandler Jones. That was a bad signing. All right. Could you foresee Darren Waller just basically quitting on the team and not wanting to get better and just worrying about other things? I don't think anyone saw that coming, right? You had a guy that was not injured. That's why you don't pay him a year early. I get it, and that that was the mistake. But did you foresee that happening? No, you didn't foresee that happening. Um, You you gave Carr the deal that you did to pay him as little as you did that last year. You, You gave yourself the out. Yeah, and you gave it's a give and take here. It, That's a, you, that wasn't that was a I would say the car contract was neutral because you gave yourself the out, which was the positive, right? And you and didn't pay him a lot. Jive. Cap and but you got nothing for a franchise quarterback when you had, I think it was reported like two first were offered the year before, right? Like that was Gruden though. That wasn't them. Correct, but like that's what the that's what the league was looking at. Derek Carr's potential value, right? So like if one team will give you two yeah, first, you get nothing. I, that, all I you need is one. Saying, your value, again, but one. Yeah, team but you're, you're you're representing it. I'm I'm being very clear here, but you're representing it as any team in the NFL because the league said, you know, the league didn't say that one team offered two firsts. Okay, so there there was an offer of two firsts, and you got nothing. Right, so somewhere in between is where Carr would because you for. wanted to keep him. You 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 didn't sign him with the hopes of getting rid of him. You signed him with the hopes of keeping him. He showed you he he showed, he didn't show you what you wanted to see, but that's why you put you that out in the contract. The yeah, but the end result is you got nothing for a franchise quarterback who's only thirty. Like who you didn't not want? A great look, not a great yeah. So you get something for him. But the thing is, is other teams you, did. That, that's the chance you take to have that freedom of moving on from him. You're right. And that's why I'm saying it's neither a win or a loss for the Raiders. Like you gave yourself the out win. you got nothing for him loss. So I went like, so the contract was kind of like a gray, you know, it's like neutral to me. Like the, mm-hmm. at the time it was great. We're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. We're getting, we're paying him 25, paying mil? 25 million for Jesus yeah, yeah, man. I get, it. Like, I get it. I, I, yeah. I was doing, I was doing backflips when that deal was made back then. Right. Like I was high on, Z- I was very, I was higher on Ziegler than I was on McDaniels. If you but remember a year ago, question. we were talking about at this point in the off season, like, okay, th- I think this looks good. I think this is going to work. And it, and most of it hasn't. So I'm not being negative when I point out to factual errors that have turned into negative results for the Raiders. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, Put like rose-colored glasses over this. I'm not asking you to do that, but the thing is, okay, it's it's my issue is is your representation of objectivity because I don't think you're coming from an objective place. A hundred percent objective. I I had, yeah. I had I had no. I was so you you remember I was completely. I'm talking about you Josh right McDaniel now. I'm again. talking about you right in this second. I don't see the there being objectivity yeah, because the results have been negative, and so I am stating what the results are. That isn't affected my heart i'm saying yeah chandler jones bad move darren waller so, bad move but, but by that explanation you're 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 intimating that there have been no positives and we go and we go over the positives at the time like when we again when um okay, but th- th- that's the thing rj you have to understand the way you position things is always tilted towards the negative even when it's not all negative it's not all negative but a lot of it is and when there's positive we talk about it the Garoppolo one again. The 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 biggest, the most important signing for any offseason or any franchise, the quarterback, and especially a free agent expensive quarterback. We're like, okay, fair. 
You know, I'm not, I'm not going to get excited about Jimmy G, yeah. but all right. Yeah, you know, it's uh, you know, yeah, yeah. It's exactly what you Very said. Very objective. Exactly how you did it as well. Because that's we, you, we, you and I are in lockstep about how we feel about the Jimmy G signing. So don't pretend like I'm negative about it when we're exactly you know the why? same Because I'm, I'm mm, about everything. Bad deal? Okay, yeah, you know, I understand the logic behind it. Now let's move on. It didn't work out. We got to move on. Dave Ziegler hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt yet. He's been a GM for one year. I'm not going to give him the benefit. Like, if he had four years of crushing, you know, doing well and like, okay, rough off season. Fuck, fuck Chandler. Fuck Darren Waller. All right. He t- let's take, he can take his lumps. Let's move on and get better. But he hasn't earned the benefit of the doubt. He's been a GM for one season. So yeah, when, when you're, when your window and your resume is this tiny. Yeah. Work every little thing you do. I'm going to look at and extrapolate and, all right, what do we do now? Like, how are we judging this guy? Yes, because his resume is this, this, this small. He's one season. So, yeah, when, I just when, think that when you squeeze a lot of negative in there, your, that's what's going to come to the top. I just think your definition of objective and my definition, a different, a definition of objective is, is two different things. I get, I get very excited about GM moves, good, bad, and middle. And when there's a lot of bad, yeah, I, I get really excited on the bad. When there's stuff to get excited about, I get really excited about the good stuff. There mm, hasn't been a lot of good. I don't know that you haven't been that excited, but you know, that's again, that's where we differ. And we differ, and that's okay. Um, Little Raiders news. Okay. Report from uh, Pro Football Talk of all places. Florio is not normally his uh, can of worms, but according to uh, PFD, per a source with knowledge of the situation, Bill Belichick has shot Mac Jones to multiple teams during this off season. Um, we saw the recent reports, how there's, you know, animosity brewing between the two and things aren't all hunky dory. Oh, that's really sad to see that in new England. Shame. Sad face emoji. The full list of potential destinations isn't known. The teams mentioned as potential destinations were the Texans, bucks, commanders, and Raiders question mark. We just signed Jimmy Garoppolo to a three year deal. Uh, he's getting $33 million guaranteed. There's no fucking way we're trading for Mac Jones, right? Like this can't like no way, right? That's impossible. Again, I don't believe it. I think it's more just bullshit media. Is it possible that Bill Belichick contacted Josh McDaniels? Maybe he he contacted four teams or five teams, and the Raiders were on the short list of the teams that Belichick contacted. Mm-hmm. Does that make the story false? No, no, no. It, it's, not, on the, I'm, it's on the basis. I'm not saying the story is false. I'm saying there's no way that Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels are trading for Mac Jones. No, no way. Right? Like, no. Were they the contacted? Point? Sure. Well, I, I think he was. Con- they were contacted pre Jimmy G. It sounds like. And they just like want the Raiders to like maybe still be there. But all all, all I'm saying is there's no fucking way this is happening. Like what's the point of having a quarterback on a cheap rookie deal when you're paying Jimmy G 33 mil? Yeah. It's not, it's not real. So just that's all I'm putting out here is for anyone like even sort of reading these Mac Jones rumors. Just there's no, don't believe any, anything that you read, not right now, anything that you read, unless there's a contract signed is bullshit. 
Just 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 take it as that. It's it's it's, it's not fact. It's not news. Well, it's all entertainment. Well, there's it's there's to get tantalize you. There's there's things that make sense, and you're like, okay, I can I can see this making sense. So I think there's maybe some legs. So like like whenever you look at a story, right? You're like, okay, that does make sense. Okay, they have cap room. Okay, the there's two beat reporters that are reporting it independently. They're pretty reliable. Okay, so you take all those pieces of information and you say, okay, I think there's something here. Let's discuss it. Do we want this? Do we not want this? Etc. Right. Mm-hmm. When it's just one person. And they're saying something so outlandish, like it's a possibility that the Raiders are going to trade for Mac Jones this offseason. Then you say, nada. No. No, 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 no. Even if it's multiple people, because I just I just gave you the scenario. Belichick contacted five teams on their interest of trading for Mac Jones. So if the Raiders were on the shortlist for Mac Jones, is that a lie? No, because those are one of the five teams that were contacted. So again, right now, Anything you read is strictly for entertainment purposes, unless you see pen to paper. That's how I take it. What are you going to do if uh, Dave Ziegler trades for Mac Jones and gives like real well, I would, draft I would, capital? I would fucking lose it. I'd be like, "This is fucking ridiculous. We don't know what the fuck we're doing." Now, now, then, I'd be would like, I, "All right, would I be this, allowed to be negative?" Because this, this goes <laughs> against this goes against what he's been preaching. Well, it, it goes against math. It goes against me- like that's 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 more important. It's like okay, it's not, like, it's not it's, it doesn't have make any sense to do it. Like you can always in the back of your mind be like, okay, maybe there's a plan here that we don't know about, and that's why it makes sense. But with this one, that doesn't exist because the yeah, math doesn't matter. There. Like math you, doesn't lie. You you can disagree with moves, but you can trace back to like some logical form of thought. Okay. I understand that. I don't agree with it, but I understand why the move was made. This is just not logical whatsoever. Doesn't make any sense. Uh, so the latest signing by the Raiders uh, Tuesday, or not signing, excuse me, uh, top thirty visit by the Raiders Thursday. Uh, great defensive player. Nope, <laughs> according to Tom Pelissario, after visiting the Cowboys on Monday, Boston College wide receiver Zay Flowers is headed to Las Vegas today. That would be Tuesday for a visit with the Raiders per source. So Zay Flowers is. Almost certainly going first round. I mean, you never know, but almost certainly going first round. Latter part, latter part of the first round, yeah. Is there any chance in hell with all the pass catchers we have and all the holes in defense that the Raiders use a first round pick on Zay Flowers? I mean, there's like a, a, a shoots and ladders like connection of things that have to happen, but I don't see it possible, you know. I, I've been hearing a lot of a lot of chatter about um, Hendon Hooker being drafted in the in the latter part of the first round, like a like a you know high twenties, thirty ish around there. Mm-hmm. Someone may um, I've I've heard um, the, the the trade back strategy. The I heard a stat that there's been six teams to trade back twice in the first round, the last 20 years. And five of them are bill Belichick or something like that. Mm-hmm. Or he just loves trading back. He'll trade back a couple times. He doesn't give a shit. We talk about all the time. Everyone's like, Oh, Belichick is such a great drafter. It's like, no, he just hoards picks yeah. and just like, and he, and he just cast the widest net possible and you're going to get good players. So look, if, if, if we are in a position to draft Zay flowers, we're probably going to be in like the twenties draft wise in the first round 
even then, even Again, then, in right? the position. No, I'm not saying we should do it whatsoever. Yeah. What I'm saying is, if we were be in the position to do that, if we're in the mid 20s or, or or later in the high 20s or in that range in the in the in the, the back six picks of the first round, we're probably going to pick Hennett Hooker. I'll be to be honest with you. Yeah, and that was that was always my plan, right? Trade back first as many times as you can, get Hennon Hooker in the second. Both our plans, maybe, yeah. Maybe he's not. Yeah, maybe he's maybe if, he won't be there in the second. If you're nervous that he's not going to be there in the second, fucking take him in the first. Get that get that extra year of control. The only world I can see the Raiders drafting um, Zay is if they're trading Devontae. They're like, let's go younger. Yeah, that's part of the shoots and ladders. Only that's the yeah. only, and even and I'd be furious. You're like, fuck, get rid of our. One of three players on the Raiders I don't ever want to see go. Yeah. Raiders and what a Winbacks? Well, there's Max, Tay, and who else? Daniel Carlson. <laughs> Daniel Carlson. Yeah, I can't. I'm going to tell AJ Cole next time I see him. Yeah. I mean, AJ's uh, AJ's awesome, right? But um, AJ's tall as fuck. Big UFC fan, too. I've seen a he's, bunch of UFCs. He's like 6'6", six, six, right? He's tall as hell. Yeah. A lot of right. ammo. Let's do it. What a Winbacks. I'm down. Tucker K. <laughs> Tucker Dick. I felt like this was um Oh, this is talking about Darren Waller on the D- Darren Waller video. There we go. I felt like there were times when he, Darren Waller, was checked out of games and the team. Many times I remember Carr having to tell him what side of the formation he was to be on, numerous drops. This just got me thinking like I know like in hindsight, we're like, yeah, Darren Waller was checked out last season. Something's not right, right? In hindsight, we were feeling that way. Were we feeling that way at like week three? Were we like... You killed him. You crushed him at the at the, the Titans game. Okay. You crushed yeah. Darren Waller. Because I went to that game and I saw like he was literally in that... I was sitting at the end zone where he dropped two touchdown passes and the one that bounced off his hands for the... But was I, I know I crushed the performance... No, no, yeah, you were crushing him. That you said that he's dropping balls. If we're going to pay him this much, he has to be a better part of the offense. Well, and he dropped, he, he dropped yeah. another long ball. Yep, he dropped another one. But was I crushing? I, I was crushing the performance. But was I saying stuff like, "I think there's something wrong with him"? I think. No, I don't think we knew. It was too early in the okay. season. Okay, because that's what I'm saying. Is like, because Tucker's like, "Oh, he's checked out of games." I feel like that's what I'm saying. I was like, "Am I? Am I?" Is it my hindsight kicking in, or was I actually saying, yeah, the performances I was shitting on? I think he's saying that too. I think he's saying he's he's looking at it from a scope of okay, looking back on the season, I can remember these times when he was checked out, knowing what we know now, and now looking back, if we watch that game again, we're gonna be like, oh, dude, yeah, yeah. he is being toy. He he did that too with uh with uh, I guess the Jaguars too. He did that. Uh, when did you? When did you? When was the first time you thought? All right, this is more than Waller just kind of like, oh, having a bad game. Like, there's something going on in that locker room, something going on with Waller. Something's. When he was supposed to come back against the Rams and he didn't. Me too. I'm like, all right, this is bullshit. When his injury report was like, yeah, his IR is extended with back, hamstring. It's all bullshit. Yeah, it's all soft tissue shit that you can't really say yes or no. Like, something's something's up. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't full like, okay, let's move on. Something's, you know, there's something wrong with the locker room. But that was just like, there's a lot of question marks. This is weird. Yeah. We, we both said like, dude, that's why is he not shooting up to this game? Like he should be shooting up. Uh, Steven Richardson. This is a comment on the, um, the Mark Davis interview about, Mm -hmm. uh, Ziegler and McDaniels. That interview sounds scary to me. It sounds like Dave Ziegler might be gone before Josh McDaniels. 
I brought this one up only because I never thought of them. I always think of them as a package deal. They came mm-hmm. together, they're friends, and they're working lockstep. It never even occurred to me that maybe one of them gets fired this season, one of them stays. I always thought that, you know, mm-hmm. they're probably taking the same share of credit and blame for everything. Can you see that happening? Could you see Ziegler getting fired this season, but McDaniel staying? Or vice versa? Yeah, I think okay. the more, honestly, I think the typically the owner is more tied to like the management, which would be the GM, yeah. than the, the head coach, typically. Um, but I their job's the, a little like, because the GM's, because head coaches are always going to be judged by their wins and losses. Right. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, 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 now. Right. Yeah, like wins and losses are like three to five year plan. This and that. What we're doing to build and you can, as a GM, you can pitch shit. Like, look at this great contract and look what we're going to do in the future. Look at these draft picks I got coming up. Yeah, we're losing, but look, at all we have. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. GMs can massage it a little bit. Yeah, I, I, I can see it. And coaches are are married to their win loss. Like you just can't yeah. get away from it. Uh, way W Ray too real W. Well, Ray, too. Uh, this Jimmy G love is wild. It's like someone showed the flip side of the Derek Carr hate. It's starting to sound thirsty. Have you seen a lot of like Jimmy G love in Raider Nation? Dude, I, it's almost only, universal, like whatever, like shrug. The only love that I that I think he's getting is like the the media like love for like the the, the him being freaking about the chicks. That's really the only love. It's like nothing on the field, you know. And, and car, God knows, car didn't give us anything off the field to freaking be thirsty about. I've ne- I, I don't think there's a single more like neutral, bland quarterback signing this offseason than Jimmy Garoppolo, where everyone's just kind of like, "Yeah, it makes sense." Yeah, you know, Josh McDaniels, his system, he's going to come. Raiders need a quarterback. He's a, he without, is a quarterback. Everyone's just kind of like shoulder shrugging. Yeah, I mean, without the injury history. Jimmy G has a track record of going to a very bad team and making them good. Mm-hmm. He came, he went to like an Owen, he was traded to an Owen eight um, 49ers Niners. team and he was, he went five and three. Mm-hmm. So everyone wants to talk about, oh, well, yeah, he only won games because they were the 49ers and they were good. They were not always good. There's a reason why they traded for him mid season. Like they were bad, really bad. Shanahan almost lost his job bad. Like, mm-hmm. This is the reason why. So, um, play wise, I think he can get the job done because um, he's shown that he can. Mm-hmm. But one thing he hasn't shown is to be able to stay on the field. So that's why that's 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 the neutrality. His play, I don't think anyone has an issue with how he plays. Does he throw the ball deep a lot? No, he doesn't. That's really not his game. Can he? I'm sure he can if he wanted to. But I don't think he, that's his. That's his game. His where people are balancing out his play and his winning ability is with his availability. Yeah, and he's uh, he's got some pretty colossal fuck ups too. Like that's that's the other thing is like his. I, I was I always thought of him as like yeah steady Eddie like he's on the field right if he's healthy always that like everything about Jimmy G is with that giant if right if he's mm-hmm. healthy he's like yeah like he won't get below this like he'll give you you know mm-hmm. the ceilings. We know where it is. It's pretty low, but the basement's really high. But you're always going to get two or three like colossal fuck ups a game. Like I was talking to a couple of Niner buddies of mine, and they're just like, like even when he does something great, you're like, oh, 
okay, something's bad's gonna happen. Like mm-hmm. he's 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 not quite the steady 80 we're hoping, but like keeps the interceptions pretty low. Um knows his role, right? Like knows his role in the offense. We'll see. Again, I'm not seeing people going crazy. It's, and it's so weird having a quarterback that's not polarizing for the first time in nine years. Like you go from like the most polarizing player in the NFL and Derek Carr to everyone just kind of like shoulder shrug. Yeah, Jimmy G. Okay, here we go. See what happens. Yeah, I think they, they've moved that hate on to Mick Ziegler. Uh, yeah, maybe. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Where's the car hate going to go? Yeah. Zig, it's 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 a fire that can't that that won't be put out. It's got to go somewhere. Yeah, because unless they win the Super Bowl, it's like, dude, these guys are trash or terrible. It's like, it's come on, guys. I I, I would say opposite about Raider Nation. If they're even if they're even semi decent, Raider Nation's like the media jumps every time the Raiders are on a little bit of a win streak. The media jumps on it. I think I think it's the opposite. I think when the Raiders even kind of do a little. I'm not talking about media. I'm talking about the fans. Me, Me too. I'm talking about the fans. I'm talking about. General sports fans, NFL fans, Raider fans specifically. They're gonna do what they're you doing. did with the Devontae thing. Oh, yeah. Well, like it's the it's the players that are doing it, and just in spite of this, in spite of that. That's no, they just get happy with wins. Like you get a three-game win streak and Raider Nation's doing parades. I hope so. I hope we have a lot of those next year. Me too. And whenever we do, we 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 get really, really happy because it's been, you know, let's be honest, it's been 20 been years while. since a playoff win. Been a while. All right, that's it for us. Um, I'll hop on a plane here shortly. We'll continue. To, when is the draft? 16? 24th. 20-something? Oh, they, they push it back, didn't they? 24th is Thursday. NFL draft 2023. That first round. What? No, 24th isn't Thursday. 27th. 27th, 27th. April 27th. So three weeks. Three weeks till the NFL draft. Um, we'll see how this team starts to shape up before then. And of course, that's the the big banger in Kansas City, of all places. Great place for a party, I guess. Let's do it. Until then, you're not going to live here with me.